Hi, and welcome to the SIF podcast, where we discuss advice and solutions for the modern therapist, whilst trying to help the public find the right advice and treatment for themselves. I'm your host, Mike James, and welcome to episode six. This will be the first in a series of interviews with SIF members, which we're entitling The Coronavirus Crisis. This is a series that obviously we would rather not be doing. We'd rather not be chatting to these guys in the current climate, but it's an opportunity to share ideas, thoughts, feelings, and vent potentially, because this is something that is affecting us all. And today, I'm privileged and honoured to be joined by SIF member Danny Barnes. Welcome, Danny. Hello. Hello. Cool. So we put a shout out in the group asking uh, if anyone was happy to come on onto the podcast, have a chat. And, and there's a n- number of people who, who said yes, thankfully. And we chatted offline yesterday. Um, so let's just kick it all off by telling the listeners about you, about your business, um, and just the background so they understand who you are. Yeah. So as you said, my name is Danny Barnes and, uh, and I basically, I'm in charge of running um, three local um, sports injury clinics, sports massage, sports rehabilitation uh, in the northwest in Yorkshire. Um, I basically start. well, I didn't start the business. I actually worked for a, a lady called Sally, Sally Barker who started the business 10 years ago in Leeds, just out of her flat. And then I started working for, for her back in 2015, I think it was, 2015. Um, and then at the end of the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, she decided to move on um, to, to Pastures New. And instead of closing the business completely and losing the whole client base that I worked hard and she worked hard to build up, passed it on to me. Um, so what we specialise in really is soft tissue is like the, the, the main thing that we base everything around. Soft tissue work is the main thing that we always try and get uh, hands on with people straight away. Um, but But alongside that the core of how to get people right long term always falls back on the, the exercise rehabilitation and, and that's where we liaise with the patient and find out where where they're at in their life what the goals are whether it's sporting or just getting back to everyday work and then and then we just go from there so my background before then was working with football teams and rugby teams as well and that's like where my passion lies um, with the sports and, and linking linking that into the biology and, and human anatomy and stuff like that. So it came full circle to work in a clinic like this. And then as the commitments grew with the clinic, I, I dropped dropped the, the sports clubs for now and hopefully resurrect that further down the line. Cool. So have you got staff that you employ, Dan? Yeah, so I've got, um, well, three therapists that work for me, two over at Leeds, Um and one that works alongside me in the northwest, like Charlie and Bolton region, and then we just have a receptionist that does part time to just help help me with all the paperwork and uh, pencil pushing that I don't I don't get along with that well. So so yeah, it's only a small small selection of us really, but um, it works quite well. It's I won't really want too much more than that. It gets gets difficult to manage, especially with me based over in Charlie, like Lancashire area, and having a clinic in Leeds, it, it does get too much really. If uh, if I had anything more than that for now. Yeah, brilliant. So we're in unprecedented times. Uh, it's this fluid, yeah. changing time, and this podcast will probably be as redundant in a couple of days as as it it will be in in a couple of months potentially. But um, just let everybody know how COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, so far has affected yeah. your business. Um, 
at present, the, the way that we're going about things at the minute is we've sent out emails to existing patients, just outlining the, the guidelines that everyone's, everyone's received from various governing bodies, um, just highlighting the, the increase in cleanliness um, for patients beforehand that we wouldn't normally phone um, necessarily to see um, are you still coming we, but, but what we're doing now is we're phoning up and just saying to them look we, we understand the current climate we're just wanting to make sure that you don't necessarily feel like obliged like you have to come we've had quite a few people saying oh I've been chatting with my wife last night and watching the news and, and she's saying don't come but I'm I'm saying well I'm letting him down and I so, so, so I am finding that the phone call is needed in some cases. Otherwise, they would have come in and, like, seventy pluses especially, been, would have come in and just risked it just because the good, like, the, the personality and, and how, how they don't want to let a local business down. So, so I've kind of just reassured people and said, look, for now, we are keeping open. Um, we're we're keeping everything cleaner. It's a one-to-one service. We're in a dental practice. Everything's sanitised to the nth degree. So the risk of coming here is is as low as staying at home really there's not too much added risk from coming but at the same time especially with the vulnerable ages or people that have been traveling or if you've got symptoms and you know people have got symptoms then we're kind of leaving it in the patient's um, court really we're putting the ball in the court with that we're not we're not kicking up a force if they have to move it we're not charging we're not we've kind of just relaxed all that and it's completely we're not even advertising to be honest saying that we are open we're just we're just waiting. People are texting me all the time saying, saying can, can we come in as normal? And I'm, I'm not pushing people away, but at the same time, I don't want to be advocating and saying, oh, it's, it's just as safe to come here as it is staying home because obviously the, the risk is slightly higher, even though it is a one-to-one service, like I say. So at the, at the minute, um, one of our clinics, the clinic over in Leeds, that's that's completely empty, really. That's, that's one of our quieter clinics anyway. But that due to this, the odd cancellations that we have had on the back of it, that's that's been enough to, to pretty much empty that clinic. So that's where we're at at the minute with that. We're just trying to have a chat with the landlord and, and discuss what what the rent situation would be if it was to close fully um, and then what we're doing today and I'm um, going to be launching early next week is the online consultations. So what we've spoke about, like the Zoom and stuff like that, that, that seems to work quite well. And then when we do come to lockdown, because it will get to that stage where it's, it's out, it's out of my hands and it just gets forced that we have to lock down, then we're preparing our be- ourselves for the, for the for the worst, but getting, giving ourselves the best chance to bounce back from it, really. That's where, that's where we're at. Yeah, and that sounds like a wise tactic. There's obviously, mm-hmm. I've noticed today online, so today's Friday, um, the 20th, and there's been a step up online this morning in people arguing and starting to become a little bit more confrontational between yeah, staying open and shutting. There's been there's been a little bit of uh, leeway, I think, so far of those who are making the decision to close. Nobody's really criticising and they haven't yeah. had too much criticism to those who are staying open if that's the advice of their associations or governing bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Now that some of the associations are starting to say, close your doors, we advocate yeah. that you're not you're not seeing anyone, but then others are still using the, the government advice of of taking the precautions. Mm. It's a tough one. It's a really tough yeah. one, and we're seeing a lot of these people. As I say today, some people starting to get a bit more critical to those who are staying open. But mm. it comes down, I guess, to this whole professional versus personal and the financial. You know, we're all therapists, but also a lot of us are business owners. 
yeah. sometimes there's a little bit of a conflict there. Yeah. From from your point of view, what's your biggest fears with the whole coronavirus as far as the business and the um, treatment side goes? The main thing for me is just to fix the overheads so that the rent is is fixed as far as the contract says, but nothing's written in about about this sort of pandemic because it's it's unheard of in, in modern era. So none of it's written in on paper. So really I'm just relying on people um I mean, I'm in a bit of common sense and and heart to basically turn around to me and say, look, the rent that you're paying that's that's going to... Because that, that will send... If the business can't bring the overheads down or the government can't step in and provide for the overheads, the business will have to liquidate. That, that's already been put to me from my accountant already. But the landlords that I've spoke to, they're in the same boat as all of us in terms of they've spoke to insurances and some some, in, some landlords are covered for... Um, diseases and viruses but COVID-19 is not on the list so that the insurance company are going to try and use that to get out of that but I think everyone needs to try and group together and, and come up with a, a sensible way of doing things whether they agree with me on paying a retention f- for the room so then I can hibernate the business in terms of the, the clinic side and, and crack on doing doing everything else with the online services and then I know safely however long it takes to blow over I can come back and, and resurrect the clinic that we're that I'm in now, uh, and that's that's really my worry is that w- once everything's blown over and I've built up the online content and, and that's going really well, when it comes to actually getting through it and resurrecting the business, I'm, I'm in debt because of the overheads uh, and then 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 not being covered because of the because I'm not, I'm not I'm not in under any illusion that the the online content. It's going to cover the overheads if they stayed the same. It, it definitely won't. So it's a, that's them the two main priorities really. Is that getting getting some answers really from the government to for small businesses to try and cover the overheads. And if that's not the case, then speaking with the landlords again and just trying to find out if the if the if the overheads can be brought down to a level that I can cover with the online content or whatever else we we can do. Um, the main thing is just not not being put not being put into the red really it's, it's just trying to keep the business in hibernation and there's no there's not masses of um, money coming in but at the same time there's not thousands of pounds in overheads coming out each month so it's it's very difficult it's all it's out of all our hands really it's just you're just relying on everyone sticking together and and, and working working on this and, and coming up with a sensible decision that avoids businesses like mine and other small businesses and businesses across the world going going under and and trying trying to reduce the punishment really on on businesses it shouldn't be a punishment um because it's completely out of our hands so it needs to be needs to be points hibernation is something that i just keep thinking about really is just keep the business flatlining until until we get to the end and then we can start start afresh really yeah, I think that's a fantastic word, a fantastic way of describing it. Um, almost mothballing it and seeing where we're at in, in however long it is. And I think it's, you know, in the therapy world, we we constantly talk and to some, some people it probably sounds like buzzwords, whether for other people it's real interactive words, things like teamwork, communication. And it probably feels n- never more important right now that it's the teamwork and community work, both in public life, but in the professional life as well. But it's that communication. And I think until potentially we get more clarity, which I'm hoping from what I've been reading may well be this afternoon. I know the Chancellor's due to announce some more details today. 
And I know some of the things I've read about some of the potential things MPs were discussing, mm. they, may, they may make the, the, the lay of the land a little bit more clearer for us therapists and small business owners and may definitely assist us, hopefully. Um, but the communication, like you were saying, as far as chatting to landlords and chatting to everyone else, because regardless of the industry that you're in, anyone in business is experiencing these same pressures, worries and concerns. Mm. And scratching each other's back a little bit here may not be the, the, the perfect situation for both parties, ideally, but it may be what keeps us all, all afloat. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So I think I might know your answer because you've alluded to it a couple of times, but... In any dark days, obviously, sometimes there's a light shining and an opportunity that presents itself. Is there anything that you've discovered in the recent days and weeks that might be an opportunity for now, but also going forward? Yeah, like I said, what I'm going to do today with, with, well, on on all of the social media platforms, sending out to existing pages as well, is, is starting to get the ball rolling for the online consultations. That's something that I've seen people like yourself doing before all this kicked off and, and seems to have really good success with it. It's something that I've looked at before all this as well. And I think now is a good time to, to bring that into play and, and bring our services to people's front rooms without being being physically there. Um, that's that's something that I think will work really, really well in the, in the future. Like I say, that it just comes back to the fact that I'm not worried about this, the online content not taking off. I think it'll work really well. And there's been people that I've mentioned it to already that are really keen on it. It's just the fact that I just want, I want the business to be just in hibernation while that's going on. So the online content is certainly what we're going to be pushing. The the personalised rehab plans, the software that we use already will work perfectly for that. Um, And 90%, well, 99% of the patients I see the hands-on treatment is never is never the the thing that's going to get them right long term. It's always that's the symptomatic um, bringing the symptoms right back down. That's the, that's the main reason we use the hands-on. So we can advise people on how to self-massage or or, or manage it themselves. Um, obviously, staying away from anti-inflammatories with what we've been reading about that and coronavirus. But we're trying to bring the symptoms down themselves as well as doing the rehab that they'd be getting from us um, face-to-face in the clinic. So I don't think patients are going to miss out massively from our services, apart from, apart from the hands-on, which isn't isn't the end of the world. Uh, at the end of the day, that, that's just something that's a luxury in, in terms of the treatment side of things, that is the rehab and the, the advice on what people, people can be doing to to hit them hit them goals. That's that's where the value is. That's where the money is, really, from, from a clinician point of view. So... So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to to challenging myself, doing this sort of thing a lot more with with patients. I think it, I think it's going to work perfectly. To be honest, like I say, that's that's the one thing that I'm out of all this that the the good that's going to come out of it really is that I'm challenging myself to do something differently. And the therapists that I've got here are really looking forward to doing it as well. So yeah, as, as soon as I've sorted out the business and the overheads and what's going to happen with that, um, everything else. It's just another exciting challenge, really. Um, like I said, businesses shouldn't be punished for for this situation because it's completely out of our hands. If if, you, if your business goes bust and it's and it's a fault of your own, you've you've not you've not put the right things in place and this that and the other, and then you've got to look back and go right, you live and you learn. But this, you can't. Like, what do you learn from this? You, you don't really learn anything from this outbreak, really. It's just about sticking together and at the end of it being 
being stronger together and, and working together. And like I said, that's where the online content is going to work work perfectly for that, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think that's something, without trying to get too political, that's hopefully what the government pick up on, is that yeah. the businesses that struggle here, it's not because of errors or mistakes or things that they haven't put into place that they should have. The basics, this is just so far out of left field that mm. just, you know... Um, well, it was, I was watching Question Time last night and there was uh, one of the Michelin star chefs in London owns four restaurants. And right. the second that they advised people to stop going to restaurants, they dropped 80% of their bookings. Right. Hundreds of staff, lots of overheads and outgoings. And potentially, you know, she was like, I may need a million pound loan if this is going to last to get me back up and, up and running, which may be fine and I can pay that off in time. Yeah. But those were the situations that people were discussing. I think what, what I'm, you know, what I don't want to try and be with these things is um, you can almost be too positive. You can almost be like trying to, you have to acknowledge the, the, the consequences and negative emotions that people are threatened and worried about, not yeah. just try and go, oh, this is an opportunity for online stuff because, because, there is an immediate thing, like you were saying, about the hibernation and the survival side of it. But I certainly think of it in a, you know, you, you've mentioned, I, I batted on before about um, using online services and where, where I think they can really add to someone's practice in the future. Yeah. What this time may force people to do is try things that they're not thinking of trying or comfortable of trying, where, where we're starting to take more extreme and desperate measures to survive mm. but certainly having an online option post all this i think of it from the point of view of what about that person who's stuck in work and won't make it to the clinic but they're on a rehab plan and that's what they're coming for and now there's an option that they may instead of cancel or rearrange the appointment drop you a line going danny i can't make it in can i cancel or rearrange and you can bounce back well why don't i phone you in work why don't we do an online one in work yeah. And we can kick you on from there. So, so that's where hopefully it becomes a string in the bow for a lot of therapists going forward. Yeah. Some people will not embrace it. Some people won't, won't find it um, something they enjoy. You know, I, I like to have people in front of me. I like to have people in my clinic. I like to see people move and, and touch them, as you say. But um, yeah. when the circumstances are there that it may help, it, I think it's something we can really do. I think yeah. as well, it's probably teaching. It's teaching me. It's teaching SIF. It's really teaching SIF to be really inventive and think outside the box and, and learn new tricks almost, even though some of the things we're doing are accelerating ideas that we'd already had and without the planning phase that we may have put through in the, in, in the, in the best case scenario, we're just rolling it out quicker. Um, but hopefully people are thinking about online exercise videos or um, ways of communicating with their patients that may be slightly different and innovative. Yeah. So you've mentioned your sort of plans of, of trying to hibernate and survive and get through this. What's yeah. your plans when, you know, I'm fully confident that most of us will, whatever effect it has in the short term. I'm, I'm hoping, I was saying to, um, we had a SIF meeting this morning and this 12-week period that Boris mentioned yesterday and we just don't know. And I think that's the problem. People just don't know. 
Yeah. And I, I took my children to school this morning. They, they closed down tonight, obviously, but today's their last day in school. And I just drove through my high street and there's a queue of people outside. Greg's getting their bacon butties in the morning. There was a queue of people going in and out of coffee shops. There was people walking around chatting, shaking hands like nothing was going on. Yeah. So personally, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that if people don't respond as required and as advised by the government, then we're going to force the government into more stringent measures, which, which will potentially give us a more definitive timeline for all of this stuff. Yeah. But when all this stuff is done and dusted, what's your plan? What's your thoughts about then getting back up on your feet and building the business back up? Yeah, I think that's why it's so important that we do push ourselves into, well, out of our comfort zones and, and, and into new um, ser- services, really. is if, if, you, if you set yourself up during these times, then when, when it comes through to the other end, you've got something that's a foundation to build your business back up on. Um, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all health practitioners first and business owners second if you are a business owner. So, like I said, that's where for me, as long as soon as I can get the business in a position where it can just get through that without without too much debt, then then I can put all my brain power into into the treatment, which is what ultimately I didn't get into this to be a business owner. I got into it to to help people. So that's where everyone needs to have the heart set on on that as the the foundation of everything. So if we can we can get through it while still having contacts, regular contact with, with patients, giving them advice, giving, giving them added services, being innovative, innovative with, with how we treat people as well. It, it's, showing, it's showing your patients, either existing or new, that, well, look, look, at, look at Danny, look what he's doing with his clinic. They're, they're still showing that even in these hard times, we're all sticking together. And, 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 and he's still bothered about little old me sat at home in self-isolation or wherever you so you've got that element of it. It's it's all about getting your personality across with, with, with things like this. Like I don't do a lot of video content, but that's something that over the last few days I've realised that you can't get your personality across over 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 a text or an email. You need to get in front of people and say, right, look, what is your problem, and then how can you fix it? It's always give give me a problem, and we'll try and fix it for you. And and if people just want to have a quick chat about anything regarding the virus what what recommendations you've got in terms of exercises and injury and anything just a, a a general chit chat it's just getting your personality across and then when it when we all get through this and we can start to look at reopening our clinics again and, and getting back to normality that's what people remember is is the effort that you've put in in the tough times to help them and, and that speaks volumes like from, from the patients i've spoke to already that are are in self self isolation and, and won't be coming in. Um, I, that's how I've reassured them is is that we'll we'll be here at the end of the phone and, and we'll be doing video calls. We'll be updating your rehab plans whenever you need it. We'll, we'll move with with you. Um, like I said, it's just a, everything always falls back on. We're health professionals. We're here to help people. If you if you don't forget that in these hard times, then it shows that how genuine you are with that and people remember how genuine you are and, and come back and that's what the, the people that don't move with it and adapt the business and adapt the treatments they're the ones that will really really struggle to resurrect it because it's not just the timeline of how quick this virus is going to be over with it's it's starting a, a complete well it's starting afresh if you don't do anything but if you if you do do something it's not starting afresh anymore it's 
resurrecting my company as an as an online company, and then and then take doing doing it in reversal instead of my plan always being to have the hands-on treatment and then move to online. What this is doing is flipping it all and moving to online and then resurrecting the the hands-on and objective assessments and 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 getting your hands on people again is resurrecting that further down the line so so yeah we, we've all got to move with the times really and and throw out our qualms over over doing stuff like this and and just getting yourself out there getting your personality across because that's what people pay for if that's what i don't really like talking about money but that's what people are, are investing in there's the the physio and therapist and healthcare sector is flooded with with practitioners and and why would people come to me and not go down the road to x y and z um and i'd like to think that that's because of the personality that that i get across i've I've seen plenty of physios in the past where they might they might be very good at what they do and be able to read out of a quote me all the best journals possible but if they've not got a good personality and can't relate to people then i'll I'll just go elsewhere no and i know that sitting somewhere Listening to this will be Malcolm Sloan shouting at the screen, people by people, people by yeah, people. Exactly. And he and he is so true with that. It's such a fact. And, you know, there are thousands, literally thousands, tens of thousands of really good therapists out there. Yeah. People will buy the one that they like. We know they, they tend to see a few before they find one they want. And more often than not, it's because you built that rapport with them. And, and I think you said when you were chatting about why doing the face-to-face stuff or, or the more personal contact is beneficial and the word used was that personality and being genuine and I think that's the key people will see that you're honest and genuine it's not a profiteering thing you're not trying to find a new way to make money or anything you're generally genuinely concerned genuinely interested in still continuing to help them they'll understand that of course you are a business owner and there needs to be some financial reward for you to maintain your business to be able to keep helping them but it gives you that genuine thing i think for those who may not want the face-to-face stuff, then go old school. A phone call, a good old-fashioned phone call yeah. can still portray your personality without you feeling awkward about having... And it may be the patient who feels awkward having the, the face-to-face stuff or the technological side of it. So a phone call works just as well. Everything written these days can, is quick and easy but can be misinterpreted, can come across the wrong way. So I think that's definitely really key points to go forward. Now, should you, ask a couple of questions, should you have to hibernate the business, so to speak, and have some um, online presence to keep going with the people that you've got and or hopefully some new people? Yeah. What sort of things might you do to occupy that time to make it beneficial? Any thoughts there? Learning, yeah. opportunities, business yeah. planning, those type of things. Well, well that's it. It's, it's just studying. It's using the time, the free time that we'll have from, from the clinic, eventually going into lockdown, to, to revise, read up, on, read up on new techniques, find out new rehabilitation techniques. Because even though, even though we, that's what we do anyway, we're, we're giving out rehab on a day-to-day basis. I think it, it, it makes us just adapt ever so slightly. We can't get our hands on people, so being a bit more stringent with your subjective assessment and making sure you're getting things down. Like when I was watching um, the the video that you did with Malcolm and you're asking a couple of questions that, that and I thought, oh, I've not really heard that. Like I think you said to Malcolm at one point, um, what do you think it is or what 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 are you hoping to get out of it or something along those lines? And I thought, well, I don't I don't really ask that that often. It's always 
I, I find the problem and then I and then I say what I would do. Um, fair enough, we do ask sometimes where, what treatment you've had in the past, what's worked, what's not worked. But I, th- I think it's very good to to get the subject down and and, and perfecting that and and using that as a as a way to to really adapt adapt your your treatments a lot better. And that'll again aid when when it comes to the hands on um, assessment. That'll that'll aid you at the other end as well. But yeah, using this free time to um, to to revise, study, get out, keep keep active, keep keeping new ideas coming through all the time, planning, planning for the future. At the end of the day, it's not going to be, it's not going to be forever. This it's going to be months, might stretch to the end of the year, whatever. We don't know. It's, it's just planning all the time. What, what can we change? What services can we offer next? Listening to people talking. That's why the forums and videos like this are so good is using, using each other's time to the best of your ability and, and just, Keep keeping keeping things fresh. Keep reading up. I I don't get enough time as I should do to to read up and see what's new out there. So using that um, massively, just keep, just keeping keeping things fresh. Yeah, the topic for a completely separate podcast. But what do you think it is? Is always a hand grenade of a question. <laughs> Some yeah. of the answers that come back from that are classic, um, yeah. Yeah. which which gives you about three hours of explaining to people sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's important because. That's why we're big in the, in the Facebook group about getting people to share ideas because everybody has something that someone else doesn't know and everybody does something slightly different. Even though we all work on variations of a theme, those are the little tidbits that really can, can help people. Um, we have been, I have, but we have been super, super um, proud and impressed with the way the community in the Facebook group is helping, sharing, bouncing ideas. And it feels a really comfortable place. It feels a safe place right now. There are so many Facebook threads and groups I'm reading which aren't as closed as our community. And therefore, there's the trolls and there's people offering just nothing but criticism and and abuse to each other. And it feels a safe place for us. People don't feel um, scared to ask questions or ask advice or even share their fears. Um, You know, I've had plenty of messages from members privately asking me stuff and when I've said to them look feel free to share it in the group because you'll get everybody else's and or I'm happy to do it anonymously then 99% of them and yeah yeah I'll post that in the group no problem at all so um so hopefully we can continue to keep that community spirit helping each other um conscious of the time and that we're taking up more of your your valuable time right now um Thank you so much, Danny, for joining us. We know that you, same as the rest of the community, are going through these, these pressures and worries and strains right now. Um, as you've said, and I think you nailed it, we will get through this. We will yeah. get through it, and, and hopefully months, months down the line rather than years down the line, we can all smile, reflect on it, and realize that it probably made us stronger. Um, please, from all of us this end of safe, please stay safe. Keep your family safe. Keep your loved ones safe. We'll all bounce through it and we will see you on the other side. Thanks for joining us and we will catch up soon. Perfect, thank you.